Oh my god, Joe's back! What up? Just for the light. The only thing we're all just too uptight. And everybody knows they've got the right. Cold passions, roaming your factions, no taste for facts. The old days are back. What is going on, fellow streamers? <laughs> Welcome in to another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. I know we've been MIA for a while. Life has been crazy. I've been traveling a ton. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's tough to sit down and record and gather your thoughts at a, a reasonable hour uh, for these shows that come out on the old uh walt disney machine but uh we're back we're gonna break down the three most recent episodes of ahsoka on this episode it's an ahsoka affair on this episode <laughs> of streamer season and we brought the star wars encyclopedia back to help us break it all down mr joe andrus is back with us joe welcome back to streamer season now recurring guest host yes thank you for having me i'm so i've been i've been waiting to talk ahsoka i'm dying to talk ahsoka there's just Oh, there's so much, and it's all so good. We uh, we are going to break down episode three, four, and five, because we haven't done an episode since episode two came out, so Plank we are here up. for the people. We're catching up, which just means episodes six, seven, and eight breakdowns are going to be that much better. Oh, we yeah. have a whole library of these three episodes <laughs> to go back to, Binge along with our Star Wars encyclopedia and yes. uh, just our fun takes on these last three episodes we've had. Because kind of weirdly enough, these three episodes really fit together. They do all in one. Yeah, they. It's you know the first two episodes they premiered together for a reason. They were very closely linked as far as the storylines, and I, as you said, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at how cohesive these past three episodes have been. Uh, episode three seemed like you know. Uh, bordering on filler territory i don't really like to use that term all too much because i don't think there is filler in in tv shows um but you know once we got into episode four i have clearly... a term to replace filler oh please where it's not exactly a filler episode but it helps move the plot along it's okay. a progressor oh i like that it's a plot like progressor that. yeah it's a setup exactly. so uh, episode three was clearly or yeah. it's a trap <laughs> traps your attention <laughs> we are we are in for a treat with this episode oh, of man. streamer season so before we get into everything make sure you guys are following us on the socials streamer season szn on twitter instagram threads and then on tiktok it's just streamer szn pod you can follow me on twitter at kbizzl311 follow joe at j underscore andrus that's with two s's 29 
uh subscribe to the podcast feed apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts leave those five star ratings and reviews helps us continue to grow helps us get back on track after missing a couple weeks and helps more people find our fun uh tv movie nerd brains out there you can also follow us on letterboxd just search streamer szn for all our movie takes when we get some more movies in the chamber uh, and of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show moving forward every single week and uh, all the shows on our network across the board. We need to get to 600 subscribers before the end of the month. Otherwise, my co-host on the Outside the Box podcast, DJ, uh, has to remain in Alaska and will have to take up residency there, uh, <laughs> which is not ideal. Um, but I will say the Aurora Borealis has really improved his green screen technology. So uh, we are at 549 subscribers as of this recording. So we need 51 more of you younglings to uh, go and subscribe. Uh or maybe 66 of you. Uh. <laughs> uh, if you got that reference, comment in the YouTube comment section. You're in the right uh, place. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to get your merch. PHI Apparel Company, the best in the game. They've got the top tier Philly sports merch, but they also have streamer season merch where you can get that fancy logo that's right above Joe's head on a t-shirt. You can get the SZN uh hype beast hoodie which is the most comfortable hoodie i own it is the coolest hoodie to wear when you're going to the movie theater stay nice and toasty uh if you're netflix and chilling with your significant other you know it's hoodie season right around the corner joe i'm so ready i i've been sick and tired especially the last week it's been so hot here like hoodie i'm season i'm ready i know, for I, know you, I know you got a, a, a amazing lady I'm sure she needs to steal a hoodie from you. Oh, she already has. <laughs> and what better way to do it than to have the hoodie of the podcast that you frequently guest appear on? Yes. Uh, go to phiapparel.co, use code underground, and you get 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective way to support us and everything we're doing. So be sure to go get your merch and then tweet at us, post it, tag us. We'll repost it everywhere. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. But without any further ado, let's get into Ahsoka Episode 3, and this will happen in post-production, so you'll see it and hear it. Here is our boy Christian Wisniewski's uh, patented spoiler warning for Ahsoka. Hello, Jedis and Padawans and bounty hunters across the galaxy. This is your spoiler warning for Ahsoka. If you've not watched this week's episodes or episode, please pause the podcast, go watch this week's episode, and come back so you can join the journey and stop the Sith. Or am I the Sith? That's for you to decide. Enjoy this week's episode there it is uh so part three time to fly uh is ahsoka an eagles fan comment in the youtube comment <laughs> section <laughs> steph green I, dave filoni uh, uh, ahsoka's an eagles fan time to fly I mean, steph green she's got the uh the mori florida flying around with her the the daughter from mortis I need to hear Ahsoka say go birds. Rosario I, Dawson, if you can drop a go birds, it would, that be, would be great. It would be, be huge. Great. Please. Be massive for the brand. 
be perfect for the. I know Giants. you don't want to be cheering for the Giants. I know Corey Booker's up there near New York, but like you don't <laughs> want to be doing that. Come on, get a real team. Yeah, come on, have some fun. Uh, and I mean, you know, Soka friends with Harrison Dula Green. I mean, we're it's connecting all, dots the math is right math. here. I feel like <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. I got to get my board up here. <laughs> Uh, so part three, time to fly Steph Green, Dave Filoni. This episode originally aired on August 29th. Um, so Sabine restarts her training under Ahsoka and Hu Yang, who I think is the underrated star of this series. Oh, he's so good. I the mean, comedic David... aspect of Hu Yang is unbelievable. It, everything David Tennant touches turns to gold. Oh. So it's it gives me so much joy to see him get so much action in this series and in this episode he's like sabine you stink <laughs> you're oh, a terrible brother. Jedi. You'll, you'll, oh brother this mandalorian stinks, stinks. <laughs> <laughs> where's pedro pascal get her out of here <laughs> oh who yang is a menace um and as she struggles with her inability to use the Force, Harrison Dula meets with Chancellor Mon Mothma. Cue up the conspiracy theories yes. of tying Andor into the Mandoverse. It's happening. Get, Get ready. It, put, put on the tinfoil hats. Um, but she's the Chancellor now, and a group of influential senators who there are a bunch that... Uh, have ties to Clone Wars and Rebels in the animated yes. series. Joe, break it down uh, to old buddy that Harrison Dula absolutely body bagged. So uh, this guy here, let me see if you I want can. to talk about someone who stinks. I know this guy. The name is eluding me right now, but he just he epitomizes everything that's wrong with the New Republic right now. They you know, defeated the Empire. They got the the freedom that they wanted, but now they're just rolling over at the first sign of conflict. Like, they say that they don't want a war, but, you know, in ignoring Hera's requests, like, they are complicit to another war potentially starting. Like, you know, Hera is trying to help them by you know, ending something before it begins. But these senators and the one in particular who's, again, his name is is out of my grasp right now. You know why? Because he's irrelevant. Exactly. He's a <laughs> scrub, not worthy. He's a bona fide scrub. He can't play. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he can't now play. Be nice. You know, it can be true, but let's be nice. <laughs> but yeah, in short. a Star Wars. <laughs> got Stephen A. Smith in a Star Wars property as like put him on the hollow net put him yes. as like a hollow net sportscaster how you uh, have those those robots playing football uh in the in the bar in episode two need him doing like a live show at uh like as the the I need uh what's his name the the band uh Bib Fortuna Oh, uh, uh, Figrin Dan. Yeah, I, I need. Yeah, the cantina I need the band. band. <laughs> like the the video of Stephen A. Smith walking in with the cowboy hat on. Yeah, swagger walking. I need 
the iconic Star Wars music. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, in short, you know, this this whole the whole sequence with Hera and Chancellor Mothma and the other senators just goes to show how, you know, and Hera says it herself, they didn't fight in the war. So they don't understand what's at stake here. They don't understand the full capability, Thrawn's full capabilities. So it just shows you how ineffectual the New Republic is, which we've gotten a lot of in, you know, Mandalorian season three and in this show as well. Yeah, so we have um, Hera trying to convince them to gain permission to send Republic forces to Cetos. Despite Mothma's support, the senators refuse to believe that Thrawn and Ezra are alive and deny Hera's request because they're idiots. They're absolute yes. buffoons, Fools. morons. They've uh -huh. been led astray, run amok, <laughs> run and amok. out to sea. <laughs> Uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hu Yang travel to Cetos themselves, where they discover the Eye of Scion, uh, but are intercepted by a squadron of fighters led by Joe. Uh, I'll let you say your your queen's name. Shin Hadi. Shin Hadi with the body. Oh, my bro. <laughs> For real though, she is. I mean, she's an underrated star of this show just the you know how she's able to convey so much with so little and fill in that sort of like rabid wild unpredictable uh antagonist role is fantastic um her screen presence is um, second to ray stevenson's Balin mm -hmm. skull um that's just you know she, she like i said she's able to do so much with so little and the the dogfight sequence that we get with her and uh, Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka and Sabine really just leans into her like just predictability, and it makes us it makes me at the very least want to learn so much more about her. Hundred um, percent. So it's Shin Hati and Marok, uh, as Morgan Elspeth uses, she's firing her lasers. <laughs> using cannons on the Eye of Scion to fire at them. And just as Hu Yang finishes scanning the Eye of Scion, Ahsoka's shuttle takes a direct hit, forcing the group to make an emergency landing on the planet, passing through a pod of Purgle along the way to evade the remaining enemy fighters. Purgle watch. We're, we're here. Put your Purgle glasses on. I felt like I was watching uh, Zaboomafu. When they oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Purgle... <laughs> It's like it's like a, a new Pokemon just got added to the Pokedex. <laughs> Who is that Pokemon? It's Wailord. It's got to be with. <laughs> it's Wailord. It's a Purgle. God damn it! <laughs> it's just a space Wailord. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the scene when uh, in Pokemon when they're like, it's just the sphere and it's like oh it's Voltorb. It's Jigglypuff. What the <laughs> hell? <the> <laughs> Uh, so after taking refuge in a forest, Hu Yang gives his full analysis on the Eye of Scion, which classifies as a hyperspace ring designed to travel to another galaxy. Another galaxy? What? Huh? <laughs> whole new territory. Well, whole new territory for recent Star Wars. Um, as far as the old canon goes before Disney took over, um, a whole new galaxy is not 
foreign territory because we had um you know for my for my star wars sickos out there the yuzong vong um who came Bless about and thank you <laughs> <laughs> they were an alien species from another galaxy who um you know apparently uh, the entire time during the Galactic Civil War, Palpatine was like preparing, like knew about their impending arrival. And then we get in books and comics uh, after the events of episode six, they come about and like wreak havoc. So this sort of not quite like directly references that, but for, you know, long time Star Wars fans who are just knee deep in the lore, it's like, oh man, they're introducing the whole like separate galaxy thing again. So it is it's fascinating that they're going this route and it is fun for the just like actual like shows like excluding anything from like the written stuff not that that's not you know good content to consume but the traditional scrolling up on the screen in a galaxy yes far far away now we have another it's always been a, not mm-hmm. multiple ga- not galaxies. It was not plural. It was <laughs> yes. just a singular galaxy. Now there's other galaxies to potentially explore, which I think is going to be fascinating as we progress through this show. Uh, and then, however, Shin Hati soon becomes aware of their attempt to hide, prompting Balin Skull to dispatch his forces into the woods and hunt them down. That whole scene, Joe, reminded me so much of house of the dragon it reminded me very much of like scenes of game of thrones that i've seen yes. so I've never watch game of thrones but yes. if you subscribe and get us to a thousand subscribers on youtube i take my plunge and i watch season one of game of thrones for the people oh, that is, there that you is go. our our uh, gift for the people on this show there you once go. we get to 1000 subscribers i start watching game of thrones make it um, happen it gave off house of the dragon vibes though like yeah. on that like cliff near the water a darker like mm-hmm. ambiance and then just like Balin Skull like saying go get their asses the like, cadence of everything oh like it was masterpiece like yes it's not going to um it's not gonna be one of the iconic moments from this show but it's a moment that needs so much more attention and so much more oh, yeah. just like job well done to the writers to the directors, to producers who put that particular scene together because that is just going to live rent-free in my mind. And it really just sets the tone Mm -hmm. for what this show really is. It's, it's, and like I said before, it, a lot of it comes down to Ray Stevenson's screen presence. Like his, he doesn't waste a single line in this show every every single one of his performances is spot on it is intense it is with intent and like he just you can feel how much of a threat he is and even especially so at the end of episode three yeah i i thought this episode was so well done like you said the dog fight that happens them in the the forest and everything that Ahsoka leads into what on we her get. Ship. Ugh. the spacesuit. How, how how peak like Clone Wars is that? Like that is that is Dave Filoni getting his his cartoon brain working and going. How out there can I get this mm-hmm. to where it is cool, fun, and you know serves to show us how strong Ahsoka is. 
that whole yeah. sequence accomplished all three of those things. It was so well done, so well put together. And like you said, like it wasn't a filler episode at all. No. It really progresses uh, to where we go in episode four, mm -hmm. where we go in this most recent episode in episode five. Like it is such a perfect like bridge between the first two episodes and then episodes four and five that continues over from the end of episode two and so much so bleeds into episode four yes just so well done um joe as we do on this show you you came on for the the season preview so you've never gotten to give a score uh we score every episode of any show we watch in any movie okay scale one to ten uh you can use decimals you don't have to i typically do um but on a scale of one to ten what are you giving episode three or part three, I should say time to fly of Ahsoka. So for this one, I don't think I want to come out and say, I don't think it was bad. I think it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was as strong as the first two. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with its length. This one was significantly shorter than uh, the first two parts. Um, but it had a lot of good stuff, man. It had a lot of uh, Sabine and Ahsoka with their training, continuing their dynamic. Uh, the dogfight action was awesome. Um, so I think, and the Pergil sequence was, you know, captivating. So I think for that reason, I'm going to give it just, just shy of an 8. I'm going to give it a 7.8. I like that assessment. I'm pretty much right there with you. I, I gave it a 7.9. Okay. Um, I think it was really well done. There's so many like fun, awesome moments that just like build and carry over into where we go. So it mm -hmm. makes it that much more of an important pivotal episode, um, which 7.8 plus 7.9 is 7.85. And in our math world, that rounds up because that's what our math teachers taught us to do <laughs> all the way back in kindergarten. So that's a 7.9 out of 10 for part three, time to fly uh, of Ahsoka. Let's get into episode four, part four, Fallen Jedi, Peter Ramsey, Dave Filoni, you absolute sicko freaks, you, you Dang. absolute menaces. I did my pure, genuine reaction to uh, what we will talk about. It's over on our TikTok uh, that shout out to Brian. Our good pal, he said, oh, you need to do a reaction. Got yes. me the timestamp and everything. I, I <laughs> mic dropped. I literally mic dropped. Um, um, go see it at Streamer Season on TikTok. Yes, go Drop check that out. Um, but let's get into part four because right. what an episode. Just oh. Disney Plus loves to cook no matter if it's Marvel or Star Wars. Episode four is the time to cook. I like they right in the middle. They, they they give you a bombshell right in the middle. That way, you know, if you've been watching, you've got all the more reason to keep watching. And if you haven't watched for some reason, you've got a reason to get caught up. And episode four did that like no other. Um, it starts out, catches them, catches up uh, with Ahsoka and Sabine and Hu Yang uh, in the forest. Hu Yang's repairing the ship. You know, Soka and Sabine are trying to uh, communicate with Hera. And they really waste no time getting into the action. Uh, Shin Hadi and the rest of uh, Balin's, uh, you know, droids and assassins um, 
sneak up on Hu Yang, and we get to see Hu Yang in action. Mm-hmm. This 25,000-year-old droid who, you know, don't forget, has been teaching combat and building lightsabers for those 25,000 years, uh, got into an awesome, awesome action sequence against one of those droids. I thought that was killer. Like, seeing him fight off that droid like that and then, you know, have the sense presence of mind to flick off the power to warn Ahsoka and Sabine. So good. So oh. good. Ah. So, Ahsoka thinks about the implications of reaching Thrawn and Ezra, giving Sabine pause uh, since she remains determined to find her friend. Moments later, they're attacked by several of Skull's forces, but they're able to dispatch them. Uh, fearing that Morgan Elsbeth and Balin Skull will acquire the coordinates to Thrawn's location. Ahsoka and Ren head to their base, but are intercepted by Shin Hati and Marek. Ahsoka kills Marek. That boy dusted. He, it was like Thanos snapped and said, bye-bye. <laughs> um, which I think did not get enough light into what that actually meant. I mean... Because clearly, if you watch The Clone Wars, yeah. you know... If you're it's, a sicko who loved the Witches of Dathomir arc of Clone Wars, you really know. Um, <laughs> the fact that, you know, Merrick was built up to be, could this be could this be Ezra, you know, on the dark side? Could this be, yeah. uh, you know, a video game character that everybody's <laughs> been waiting to see? No, it was Witches of Dathomir magic that Morgan Elsbeth is just a certified sicko and yes. gave a fucking Inquisitor lightsaber to. Yes. Um, which I want to ask you about this because I saw this. Uh, shout out to Robbie Fox, uh, who hosts My Mom's Basement uh, over at Barstool. They did a great analysis of this. And there was a good clip. Um, and say what you want. It is very funny, though. Dave Portnoy is a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and he brought up a, a very like interesting point when it comes to the new era of Star Wars in live action. How do we feel about somebody like Merrick having a lightsaber, Joe? Because back in the day, having a lightsaber was like you were like the biggest of the bad, yeah. whether you were a Jedi, you're a Sith. Having a lightsaber meant you reached a, a status level where like you were a certified badass. Now we've seen a bunch of, you know, lesser characters wielding lightsabers. Um, how do we feel about lightsabers kind of just being dished out to lower level tier characters now? So it's it's tricky because, you know, there is a sort of, I don't know, distinction to having a lightsaber because it either means you, you know, came up as a Jedi, you passed... Uh, the necessary trials, you went and found your kyber crystal, built your lightsaber, all that, you did your training. Or it means, you know, you fell to the dark side and you went through all the necessary avenues there. But when it comes to, you know, Merrick and, uh, you know, even Balin and Shin, I think that there is a loose enough justification to where it isn't devaluing the importance of having a lightsaber for uh merrick we you know clearly he was an inquisitor he has an inquisitor's lightsaber and he's got the armor be it uh all rusted and you know resurrected or not 
the all the inquisitors had lightsabers so you know we've already seen groups of people who you know maybe aren't full-fledged sith or full-fledged jedi for that matter get their hands on a lightsaber wield it with the best of them so i i don't personally take as much issue with it and so long as it has some sort of justification because you know this is a show that is is doing its own thing clearly you know it's called ahsoka ahsoka and and the uh other members of the ghost crew are it's focused we don't have to be beaten over the head mm-hmm. with you know reasonings as to why these people have lightsabers or these people have powers this and that so i personally don't take issue with it i think if you're not as into star wars as some people you can see it and just go oh you know this person has a lightsaber, you know, they're clearly not to be messed with. And, you know, if you are super into it, there's enough there, you know, you know about the Inquisitors, you know about, you know, how Jedi can break off and become Dark Jedi or Sith, what have you. I, I think there's enough of that, enough explanation there, be it implicit or explicit, to where it's not as big of a deal, to me at least. Yeah. I, I do find it interesting, though. Like, it is, a f- like, a fun thing to kind of, like, delve yourself into oh, and, and, like, figure out, like, okay, what makes it so that this character who we're just getting introduced to did enough to to mm-hmm. wield a lightsaber the way that they're wielding it? Um, yeah. And I think Merrick is just an interesting character. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a comic or a book or a short story and something to where we see Morgan, you know, come upon Merrick, you know, he was I maybe defeated by a Jedi years ago, and she resurrects him and is We also know Darth Vader wasn't afraid to kill Inquisitors. That that's that is also true. He that's where the, my brain went, is that it's like is, this is a former Inquisitor that yes. Darth Vader got his hands on. He is or known hands to do around that. and floated into the air and <laughs> So it wouldn't surprise me if it was just, you know, she just came upon a dead Inquisitor or, like, was on a former battle site, and he still had his, light- had his lightsaber by his side. So. And it is interesting, the lightsaber that he did have, because that that circular... It's 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 the, it's the classic Inquisitor lightsaber, which, yeah. you know, again, it's like, oh, you know, if you know, if you watch Rebels, uh, you know, you see it, and you're like, oh, that's an, Inquis- that's an Inquisitor, former or otherwise. Plus, dual-sided, and we all know Witches of Dathomir. <laughs> Very, uh... uh, uh foil hats going hello, on. Hello, with some pointy little horns there, you know. Uh, so, Merrick gets murked. R.I.P. Merrick. Gone, but not forgotten. Uh, and continues on alone, does Ahsoka, while Sabine stays behind to hold off Shin Hati, who realizes that Sabine cannot wield the Force. Soka reaches Balin's skull, and the two engage in a duel, which, again, very Game of Thrones, very yes. House of the Dragon energy in this mm-hmm. battle. Such a good, like, lightsaber battle uh, between those two, like... It was ugh. it was killer. The way that they uh, mapped out Balin's skull's choreography and his fighting style was exceptional. Like you said, with it seeming very Game of Thrones-esque, you replace his lightsaber, like a longsword or a claymore and it works perfectly all mm-hmm. the same 
his his like heavy swings, the way he puts his full body into everything, um, just you know the how, way the way he like steps intentionally, this all all that. Um, it was it was such a well done, well done duel. Uh, Soka is able to retrieve the map, but she tosses it aside after it burns her hand. Balin Skull overpowers and sends Ahsoka plummeting into the ocean. Uh, Ren holds the map at gunpoint. And I mean, if we want to date back to episode three, uh, Ahsoka was an astronaut. Now she's in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> For all my music fans out there. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Ahsoka felt like an astronaut in the ocean. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Sabine holds the uh, the map at gunpoint, but Balin manipulates her into handing it over by promising that she will see Ezra Bridger again. And after Thrawn's location is revealed, Balin destroys the map to ensure they aren't followed and boards the Eye of Sion uh, with Shin Hati. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and Sabine as their prisoner. A squadron of New Republic fighters led by Harris Syndulla arrives at CETOS and tries but fails to stop the Eye of Scion uh, from jumping into hyperspace. And if anybody's wondering why I'm saying it like that, it's because what I'm reading from, it's italicized. Uh, that's my way of italicizing vocally. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, brace yourselves. Ahsoka awakens in the world between worlds where she has met her former master, Anakin Skywalker. Your boy! Hayden Christensen, who, um, going into this, I knew, I had read a, an article that Hayden did new voiceover mm -hmm. for Ahsoka. I did not expect him to be full-fledged in the flesh. We got him in all his glory. Ladies Jedi and gentlemen, mullet. we got him. <laughs> Jedi mullet, Revenge of the Sith robes, uh, you know his OG lightsaber at his at his waist, like, and Darth Vader's theme plays right at the end. Hearing snips in live action was something I did not. It know was I needed. it was otherworldly. It like literally fifteen years. It was world in... between worldly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like 15 years in the making so to speak like that's how long we've been tied to these two characters like as we know them you know anakin and ahsoka it's the very same as obi-wan and anakin and just to man to see it in live action just for that brief moment at the end of that episode was so special Made me drop the mic. Um, oh, yeah. Did not expect that to happen whatsoever. I, I did love the theories. Uh, and they were waiting rampant. for this week's episode. Yeah. That it was the brother, which you and I talked uh -huh. about that whole sequence uh -huh. on our season preview. Um, that would have been something. It was yeah. something that not enough people were talking about because mm -hmm. back in episode one, you can hear uh, a voice say he's the chosen one, mm -hmm. which is something the brother said. Um, I mean, there's still potential for that whole oh, it can still plot happen. arc to occur in yeah. the show. It, um, if you if you don't think Dave Filoni would do it, he would. He would. He absolutely um, would. 
this episode is just a masterpiece from start to finish. The Anakin reveal, the yes. lightsaber duels. Yes. Uh, you know, the all pun intended here, cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> you know, where it's like, where the hell is Ahsoka at as she falls off a cliff? Uh-huh. Um, you know, just a masterpiece by Peter Ramsey and Dave Filoni. They they killed it. They really did. I mean, you start out and this was like, you know, for, for anyone who thought that there was too much like talking or exposition in the first two, even the even the third episode, this one just starts out with action. You've got Hugh Yang fighting off the droids, then uh, Ahsoka and Sabine uh, taking on Shin and the rest of the forces. Um, I thought that uh, Sabine and Shin's duel was pretty awesome. The way that was choreographed was good. We got to see a little bit of uh, Sabine's growth and her learning just a little bit from Ahsoka's training um, in episode uh, three um, and also learning from her first duel with Shin that got her impaled um, it put some respect on Qui-Gon Jinn's name but uh, it was it was so solid and then going to uh, Ahsoka and Balin was just incredible seeing how overpowering Balin is as a duelist and getting to see uh it's time to do do, 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 do. (laughs) get your your Yu-Gi-Oh cards out you activated my trap card (laughs) and getting to see Ahsoka with you know against someone on or possibly above her own skill level was just fascinating to see in live action we got to see her and morgan uh go off against each other in uh season two of the mandalorian but really getting to see her clash lightsabers with someone who is from the clone wars era um just felt really special yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this episode from start to finish it was mind-blowing um you know getting to see the eye of scion take off like what a visual that was unreal and i watched this after going to a concert like the post-concert high going into (laughs) this was just like pure euphoria it was Uh, it was so killer it was incredible um which leads us to the score for episode four hashtag bars uh joe your official score for part four fallen jedi so this one this one was so good this one was so good i trying to think of what i gave i gave episodes one and two individually pretty good scores um with just everything this episode did from beginning to end uh the the action getting to see the eye of scion take off taking in that threat and just how special it was to see hayden christensen um I gotta, and I'm trying to weigh this in comparison to my impending score for episode <laughs> five. I'm gonna give this a nine point zero, even nine. My score is in the nines as well. Um, I'm giving it a nine point two. Okay. I okay. I just love this episode. Like that—that's so the easiest, most simple way to say it. I loved this episode. Like this is one of those episodes that I think you know we've talked about different shows 
on this podcast before where there's those iconic episodes and one that comes to mind is uh you know the the episode of the last of us with nick offerman like mm -hmm. that episode was just unbelievable just like no notes mwah. yeah this was like close to that pantheon oh yeah of like no notes just absolutely ate left no crumbs mm -hmm. left you on the the edge of your seat for an entire week after revealing one of the most iconic star wars characters of all time it was it was such a painfully long week too so good uh so nine plus a nine point two is a nine point one cracking the nines on this show is a big time oh, yes. uh so shout out to peter ramsey and dave filoni racking up a nine Killed it. uh on episode four of ahsoka fallen jedi which brings us to this week's episode oh man the dave filoni masterclass. Oh. he wrote and directed this one part five shadow warrior and what did i say you can you can clip it if you want back in the season preview this is the episode to watch out for he wrote and directed episode one clearly you know beginning of the show waited until episode five to do it again and man did he deliver on so many levels so let's get into it it's fresh in our minds Part five, Shadow Warrior Ahsoka. Let's get it. Uh, while investigating Ahsoka's disappearance along with his mother, Jason Sindula senses that Ahsoka is in the world between worlds. Joe, talk to the people about Jason and why he can do this. So Jason, uh, for those who are not familiar with Star Wars Rebels, Jason is the son of Hera Sindula and Jedi... Kane and Jarrus. He calls Hera mom. I call her mommy. Waka waka. <laughs> bonk, 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 bonk. <laughs> so Kanan, uh, he was a, a Jedi, former Jedi, whatever you want to call him, um, who rode with the ghost crew and uh, was very close with Hera um, before he uh, joined up with the ghost crew, uh, Kanan went by the name Caleb Doom during uh, the Clone Wars. He was the Padawan to, I believe, it was Depa Balaba, who we see in the Hubba, beginning. Hubba is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> who we see in, we actually see uh, the two of them in the beginning of the Bad Batch. Um, I want to say it's the very first episode um, we yes. see or Order 66 happen. Uh, they love running Order 66 back on our heads. Dave As if Filoni. we don't have emotional childhood trauma enough from real life. Dave Filoni's like, no, you're going to you're gonna watch new angles, new lost footage of Order 66, and you're going to relive this massacre every day of your adult life. <laughs> that man will never get tired of giving us new angles, new perspectives of Order 66. And honestly, I get it. Because in terms of one of the most uh, important events in Star Wars canon, like, that's it. That is not only the end of the Republic, but the end of the Jedi Order. So, you know, we see uh, in, in the Bad Batch, we see uh, Caleb, Kanan, um, and how he uh, deals with Order 66, how he loses his master. And then, you know, years and years pass. 
Uh, he meets up with Hera. That's actually featured in an incredible book by John Jackson Miller called A New Dawn. I sincerely recommend uh, reading it if you haven't, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and then we see them in Rebels. Uh, Kanan, you know, is hiding his Jedi powers um, from himself, from the Empire. And then Ezra comes along and he sort of thrusts into action, back into his old life, uh, reconnects with the Force, and uh, is the master to Ezra Bridger for um, really the majority of, almost the entirety of Rebels until he unfortunately uh, perishes uh, towards the very end of the show, uh, it, attempting to save the ghost crew from an explosion. Um, so this is our first name drop of him in Ahsoka. Only took him five episodes. But um, he he is the father of Jason and is the reason why uh, Jason has, you know, what from what we've seen, a low but, you know, pretty astute uh, connection to uh, the Force. Yes. Uh, so it reveals his own connection with the Force by doing this. Here's the lightsaber duel going on underwater. Uh, Anakin explains to Ahsoka that he had been watching her through the Force and deduces that her loss with Balin Skull is partially due to her unresolved guilt over the events that drove them apart and that he's there to finish her training. Yes. When that happened, I was just like, <laughs> huh? Shocked. That was the moment where I was like, okay, this is actually Anakin. And yes. This not is not some this sort is not of mind brother. Trick. This is not a deception. Yeah. Um, so Ahsoka loses a duel with Anakin and relives fragments of her past during the goddamn Clone Wars. We we did it. We won. Ladies and gentlemen. We won. We won. We, we got live action Clone oh, Wars. We did it. We did it. I'm still reeling. I am. I just, I cannot. I'm when that flashback started to occur and I saw what was going on, I said, there ain't no way dude the and the way they like shot that and and just sequenced it masterfully because it is just it's all purple you don't even know what's going on then you see ahsoka you can barely see that it's her when she's younger and mm -hmm. then the moment you begin to realize this is a young ahsoka mm -hmm. the first clone trooper runs towards the screen and you are just inundated with clone wars imagery and then we get kyle we get hayden christensen anakin in live action in his clone wars armor clone wars haircut all everything glory. everything and plus let's also not forget let's rewind a little bit too anakin says uh you have two choices to live or to die yes and when he says to live he's got his blue lightsaber yes he um, does very pivotal point there um, but we get young Ahsoka, which everybody, oh, man. everybody, Ariana Greenblatt is a fucking rock star. She's been tearing it up lately. She was she is... young Gamora. Yes. In Avengers Endgame. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> she was young Nina Rosario in In the Heights. Mm -hmm. Let's not erase that pivotal role that she plays in such a moving song in yeah. that movie um she was in the barbie movie mm -hmm. and now she is young ahsoka 
Talk about a resume. Right? And so Talk young, about a resume. Like back Ariana to back Greenland. to back almost, you know? She is 16 years old. I wish. <laughs> she is 16 years old. Like, talk about just an unbelievable run that homegirl is on. She was born in 2007. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> I know, listen, I know not to make you sound ancient, but I know there's a bit of an age gap between you and I, Kyle. But hearing that, like, she's younger and my little brother and my little brother it we got like a six-year age gap so that's yeah. just for her to have that amount of success at such a young age that's special like so happy avengers infinity awesome. war in 2018 when she was 11 crazy in the heights in 2021 and now ahsoka and barbie in 2023 that's so cool along with some other projects that she was in as well but those are the four that are like her mount rushmore so far watch at 16 her, like man. how do you top that she is gonna you know if all goes well she's going to be one of the next big names in hollywood i'm sure of it she was also the voice of uh young velma in scoob in 2020 Oh, no kidding. So a little bit of uh, voice work for it, too. Shout out Nick Cassianos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to see her as young Ahsoka, to see young Ahsoka in live action uh, was something I didn't realize I needed until last night when I was watching this episode. They nailed it in every sense with her appearance, getting uh, her mantras down. Uh, her her Padawan braid and other you know accessories on her head, um, the outfit was perfect. Her lightsabers were they had to a T, and then it, she just you know again speaking to the talent of uh, Ariana Greenblatt like got the cadence of Clone Wars Ahsoka down perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's really, it's it's a little tough to realize when you're watching the animated series, but you really get a sense this, this time around for how young she is. Like, she is a child soldier in the Jedi Order. And that's a lot of what these flashbacks touch on, like how she was trained to be a soldier. She wasn't trained to be a keeper of the peace like all the other Jedi, like Obi-Wan, uh, like Anakin, if briefly... So it just she the the performance perfectly encapsulated that. Just an unbelievable run uh for the queen, the sixteen year old queen. Ariana She's Green killing White. it. Um so we get live action clone wars. Let's just break this all down because there was so much that we've probably missed and we'll have to go back and watch. So we got we we Go got ahead. so much the 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 transition scene first of all was of Anakin walking and then it shifts to Darth Vader. Oh my gosh! Just, oh, I can't popped get enough off. of it. Pop, like, they popped off. They really did. Also, it part of it. I don't know. It's I'm I'm curious to know if that was a uh, uh, physical suit mm. because it is literally blink 
and you miss it. Like mm-hmm. to, to to have Hayden or whoever really suit up in that uh, very complicated Darth Vader suit for maybe three seconds total of screen time. <laughs> like it's cool to see, but it's funny to yes. think about for me. Hundred um, percent. We got. We we really we really ate here. We we got live action Death Watch, bro. Darth Maul's Mando oh, core, so good in live action. Yes, was everything I needed and then some. Yeah, give me was... all the Darth Maul crumbs. We got that little <laughs> that little it. droid it earlier starving. in the season that Shin yes. Hati had. Now we get Death Watch. I am. I'm J. Jonah Jameson of the Star Wars universe. Bring me Spider Maul. <laughs> I need him. Oh, just see live the live action Death Watch helmets. Oh yeah, were just they looked incredible, amazing. The the Spike Darth Maul style helmet. Like I was surprised we didn't see uh like a brief look at uh like Gar Saxon, the main uh, commando who we see in the Clone Wars and we see in Rebels. Um, but just everything about those two flashbacks. And I thought that, you know, it, to get into the storytelling of it, I thought it was just a beautiful decision they made to have the first flashback be one of Ahsoka's very first battles. It was taken from, uh, the storm over Ryloth episode of the clone wars episode 19 season one. And, you know, we, we hear Ahsoka uh, in this episode, in, in uh, Ahsoka episode five say, you know, it's her fault all of uh, the clones are hurt and like that they lost so many troopers. And that is directly from that episode. You know, it's one of her first times uh, leading a, a, a squadron. She disobeys Anakin's orders and they pay for it. Um, so to start with that, and then to shift over in the next one to the Siege of Mandalore. So season seven of the Clone Wars, the very end of it, the very end of Ahsoka's journey in that show to her, like so much more experienced and seasoned. And we get to see Captain Rex in his phase two armor. Um, I thought that was such a beautiful decision to have, you know, her beginning and her end in that era. You brought him up. Live action. I know. Rex. I know. How he you looked, doing, Tamira Morrison? How you doing? So oh. good. We see flat. We see him very briefly, more so from the back in his phase one clone armor. And he looks incredible. And then to see just, oh, to get that close up shot of him in his armor. And it's brief. And all he does is say, like, come on. But it just means so much to have an original character from the Clone Wars translated to live action like this. I mean, it's it's the same way with Ahsoka. You know, we've got these characters who started as, you know, sort of niche creations. You know, not as many people watch uh, the animated series uh, Clone Wars and Rebels as they do the movies. So to see them really branch out and take a risk and really, you know, trust the audience and do something special for the fans, it just means so much and it's so wild to see. The the whole sequence was just 
so well done it top was. to bottom and then we get sassy anakin oh my gosh yes so yes the the line where you know she refuses anakin's teachings determined to not be held back by the past and says that anakin is more powerful than he could even imagine or anyone could ever imagine he goes so this is what this is about (laughs) he was very like tim robinson you sure about that oh man it was great and it just it goes to show how comfortable hayden feels in the role now like he got an inordinate amount of hate for the prequels and was some of it justified Uh, maybe but it shouldn't have been nearly as intense as it was like come on so to see him really like let loose in this role and have fun Mm -hmm. it means the world to me it really does and it's so glad to it, it makes me so glad to see everyone embracing him and just the 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 fun of it all it's eerily similar like him and andrew garfield it's eerily similar exactly how that is a perfect comp yes it is it is fun again to like root for those guys and like realize that it wasn't them personally who did it yeah. it's just how that that particular project they were in was portrayed yeah um but sassy anakin happens he then says oh take it from the top we're starting over he's that like so i gave you two options live red lightsaber to die Ah. i said blown away so sick oh man like that was unreal it was it was phenomenal the way that it was the way that it was uh conveyed because in episode three like towards the end he is darth vader in that Mm -hmm. moment but this is like one of the few times we actually get to see him like be like act like a Sith without all the armor. Like he is Darth Vader despite the armor in in those last moments in Revenge of the Sith. Um, and to see him sort of, you know, at his full power uh, in his youth in that uh, in that place, you know, the red blade with his old lightsaber hilt it's just insane it's so cool like it is it is a dream for star wars fans like me who follow this stuff religiously to see this new perspective i saw a tweet and i i apologize for not remembering who it was but somebody said the duel that happens right after and we go back to the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. That's if Ahsoka was on Mustafar. Yes. Oh man, you're absolutely right. Because absolutely what a right. great like comparison there. Like nobody's gonna be trying to get the high ground. Nope. Just and the two of them. Anakin master. doesn't burn. No. Have to put on the suit, and he's just Darth Vader as a human i never i never thought of it that way that that would have been incredible to see it would have played out so differently that is like the ultimate star wars what if like what if ahsoka was on mustafar instead of obi-wan man 
I mean, for all intents and purposes, we saw it. We saw the closest we'll get to it. And it's like ultimate role reversal. Instead of oh, yeah. Anakin's master being there, he's the master and dueling and his she's Padawan. the apprentice. And then what, oh man, and what you don't get from Obi-Wan is we see a glint of darkness from Ahsoka at the end of that duel. I saw it, I saw it somewhere on Twitter, Sin apparently. Eyes. Yes, her eyes change. I didn't notice it in the moment, but it's like, oh my gosh, like you want to talk about uh, Anakin going, you know, you have to learn what I'm teaching you. She learned something, all right. You're going to learn today. Uh-huh. She learned one of the, one of the biggest things from uh, Anakin, and that is his dark side. So to see that and, you know, Anakin met with that ferocity instead of Obi-Wan's, uh, you know, brand of, you know, peace and wanting to just go back to the way things were. Um, it's such an awesome dichotomy between the two duels. Instead of realize, 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 it's uh, <laughs> Sith eyes, Sith eyes, <laughs> Sith eyes. <laughs> Or red eyes, red eyes, red eyes. <laughs> they need some eye drops is what they need. <laughs> Take a nap. They need, Just they need... go to sleep. They, they need some eye drops and to stop looking at that damn phone all the time. Put, put some blue light glasses on. Oh, this is a great segue. We have our awesome sponsor, Tomahawk oh, Shades. Oh, Best small batch eyewear in the game. Go get some blue light, sun, blue light glasses, some sunglasses from Tomahawk Shades fraction of the price of the big retailers Listen, they're the best in the game they're the only sunglasses and blue light glasses i wear and that's not just because they sponsor us it's because they are comfortable on my eyeballs and they're a fraction of the price plus when you go to check out whether you download the tomahawk shades app which if you download the app you can claim a free pair of sunglasses who doesn't like free that's a great deal uh when you go to check out and you get your blue light glasses so you don't have Sith eyes, uh, you get your sunglasses so you don't get your eyes burned out by uh, the double suns and the double moons, uh, you can use promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Support our, our sponsors. They do a great job. And uh, they're not just dishing out 25% off promo codes to anybody. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. Protect your eyes and don't let them turn into Sith eyes with blue light glasses that you should be wearing when you're watching Ahsoka. Shout out Tomahawk Shades. That was a yes. great, great uh, sponsor you. segue. I got um, you. Listen, if Palpatine and like Anakin and all of them had those shades, the galaxy would be at peace. They'd it would be, chill. be. It would be the the this is society if meme. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Ahsoka ends up winning the duel, accepting that she wasn't part of the reason for Anakin's downfall, and she chooses to live, knocks his lightsaber down, it falls down, goes boom, uh, and Ahsoka is recovered by Hera's crew, but now Hera is contacted by Mon Mothma, who informs her that New Republic forces are en route to take her and Ahsoka into custody. Just before they do, Ahsoka recruits a pod of Purgle, Purgle watch, <laughs> Purgle goggles on. To take her to Ezra while Hera stays behind. Uh, Ahsoka did her best uh, Dory impression in this episode. Ah Ahsoka speaks whale. <laughs> Dude, the second... Take me to, to... Ezra. <laughs> and... Thrawn. 
Oh man, the second that the pergil, like the one, started to open up its mouth, I'm like, oh, Felona, you madman! Like, <laughs> you're really gonna have him get in its mouth, like, because I'm thinking, like, oh, they, I guess they could land on it, maybe. Like, I don't know if that would necessarily work, like, glide right off its back. But uh, you know, I as soon as the pergil started open up, opening up its mouth, I'm like, oh, that's very funny. That's very, it's very Star Wars. Nom nom nom, babies. <laughs> yes, it's very Star Wars. You know, to have them do that, um, it's just too funny. It was so funny. Um, I mean, we know where they're going. Uh, also yes. the the uh. The, the forces coming, the New Republic forces, was that commander like anybody significant? I couldn't tell. No, no, not that I know of. I think it was just a, a rando uh, New Republic captain, just like the one in the very beginning that uh, Balin uh, kills. Um, I don't think there's anyone very significant, um, but we do get the sense that, uh, you know, uh, Carson Teva really uh fine i'll tell you but you're not gonna believe me (laughs) (laughs) you know we we get it we get a sense that um he has a pretty good role in the new republic like he's pretty well respected i would like to learn more about that personally um and you know seeing him sort of reason with the uh that new republic captain was nice because it is just it's so infuriating like and intentionally so to see the new republic be just so difficult and stubborn. Yeah. Um Carson Siva is like he's he's the he's a ultimate glue guy. He is. Yeah. Glue guy for just Star Wars but also glue guy for the Mandoverse. Yeah. Um it's to a T. It's very interesting to me because, you know, for for those who don't know this the you know, the series of Disney Plus shows was supposed to play out very differently. After season two of The Mandalorian, there was supposed to be uh, Rangers of the New Republic, which was going to be a show featuring uh, Gina Carano. And I'm sure uh, the guy who plays Carson Tiva and a couple other people. But uh, that got unceremoniously canned after, you know, uh, Gina Carano's... uh, personal rip bozo yeah rest rest and piss honestly (laughs) (laughs) galactic piss yes after after her personal beliefs were brought to light uh that show was unceremoniously uh and quite quietly canceled because they just had no way of reasonably doing it anymore so a lot of what we see in uh, the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three and in Ahsoka with uh, the New Republic involvement is a relic of that cancellation. Um, we mentioned it in the season preview, the stuff with uh, Dr. Pershing and uh, that one Imperial spy like that reeks of a show that was meant to really like dive into the espionage and whatnot of the new Republic as a whole, mm. but you know, they've, they found a way to make it work and tie it in with everything else without, uh, without like treading over the more important story beats. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, 
I mean, this episode was unbelievable. Was killer. It was a feast for the eyes, especially for Clone Wars fans. I mean, everything in the flashbacks, uh, everything about Ahsoka's design that I mentioned, Anakin's, uh, Captain Rex. Bald! I do. We can't go this episode without talking about Bald uh, No, we gotta bring it up. We gotta... We, we'll... I... When it switches to her on the ship after they brought her out of the water, which... Real quick, I thought that little, like, baptism scene where she was, like, being submerged by the water. Very cool, very symbolic. A lot of people comparing that to Lord of the Rings, by the way. On yes. Twitter. For the longest time, uh, the very end of Rebels, its epilogue, had uh, Ahsoka all clad in white robes with a staff very reminiscent of Gandalf the White. And, you know, people call her, like, unofficially Ahsoka the White. Or at least I think unofficially. Um, and... You know, that was supposed to be the case at the very end of Rebels with Ahsoka. We see that, you know, switched up just a little bit, but we're there now. She's got her white robes. She seems a little bit more relaxed and, you know, in tune with herself. Um, But the moment it cut to her on the ship laying there after they pulled her out of the water, it took me a second. And I'm watching, I'm like, why? Something looks wrong and then i realized where her forehead stops and her mantra start all of her little accessories were gone and i felt like i shouldn't be watching <laughs> i felt like it was a private moment i i felt like i had walked in on somebody changing and it just felt so wrong because i don't think we've ever seen that like the twi'leks it's one thing we've seen them their, their head tails, you know, the Hera usually has her little covering on. Most of the the women Twi'leks do anyway. But like the male ones, we've seen their head tails, bear, whatever. The Togrutta, which uh, Ahsoka is, they're, they always have some kind of decoration. And it's, you know, it's clear that it is a decoration. It's not part of their being. Um but there's always something breaking up the design of their mantras and the differing color of their skin. We see it with Ahsoka. We see it with Shakti. Um, and it was a very, very bold choice for them to show it in live action. Uh, Joe, was it bold or was it bald? <laughs> it was violently bald. It. it I mean, credit to... Uh, the costume designers and makeup artists for, you know, having it blend in, maybe not seamlessly, but <laughs> for having it look natural at the very least. Um, because, man, was that, was that just, like, shocking to see? It felt so wrong. The other uh, line that I have to bring up uh, from earlier in this episode is when Ahsoka says, I won't fight you. And then Anakin says, I've heard that before. Yes. Uh, kick back to the original movies. Hello, yes. Luke Skywalker. How you doing? I will oh. not fight you, father. Oh, oh, oh. Veins. Dave Filoni went out of his mind. Like, Dave Filoni locked himself in a room put every single piece of Star Wars media on at the same time, and then wrote a masterpiece. Because that's what this episode really is, at, when it comes down to it. It is a masterpiece 
from wall to wall in storytelling, in visuals, in just everything about it. The nostalgia of it, which, you know, it is a factor. And it is something that, you know, these franchises lean on. Uh, you know, you can discredit it all you want, but it works. And it's fun. And that's really what this is about. Like, as long as it's done well, it's fun. As long as it's not the flash at the very end where they're parading around their digital corpses, it's, you know, and it serves a purpose, then it's a lot of fun. And that's what they did with the entire, with all of the Clone Wars sequences. Um, and just, you know, the, the rest of the episode, all the other bits were fantastic. I mean, we got, I feel like everything we could have asked for and more. Uh, I also love what the, one of the best video memes of all time just pops up all the time. Somebody tweeted, uh, this episode, Dave Filoni, dot, 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 and it's the guy who's, because he's the GOAT! <laughs> the GOAT! He is. Yes, absolutely he is. Ugh, like, I also saw the, the scene where, uh, it shifts real quick to Darth Vader when, Anakin's mm-hmm. walking towards Ahsoka, and they they inserted the the UFC reaction of all the broadcasters like Joe Rogan, like <laughs> oh my losing God. their minds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, that what like I forget exactly at what moment it was, but I'm sitting on my couch, I'm eating breakfast. You know, I got a Jimmy Dean uh, sausage egg croissant by my side that's going cold, and just during the entire Clone Wars sequence, I'm sat up, edge of my seat, flailing my arms because I cannot contain myself. Just everything about it was phenomenal. And I mean, this episode, we got an Obi-Wan name drop. We got a General Organa name drop. Yes, a little bit of Leia. Like, just so good, top to bottom. Like, Dave Filoni absolutely cooked my boy just won like iron chef of a galaxy far far away oh yeah um so joe your score for ahsoka episode five Uh, it's the shadow warrior it's an impossible question really because like where do we go from here this is such a high high that like the, the rest of the show has a huge challenge ahead of it. Um, I think that they'll meet the challenge in, you know, living up to expectations with Thrawn, Ezra, all that. Um, that said, with just everything they did beginning to end, it was, what, 49 minutes? Of There's a just, reason that they released this in movie theaters. I know. It was just, just unadulterated Star Wars greatness. Like... I know that you know we're all we're all living on the adrenaline rush of what happened, but you know weeks, months, years from now, this episode is going to be viewed as quite possibly one of the best pieces of Star Wars media ever made, without question. Um, for that reason, I I am giving it a nine point eight. A 9.8. There's only been one other time I've done this. No. 
Are and you gonna it was during The Last of Us? Are you gonna do what I think you're gonna do? This broke the scale. This was an eleven out of ten. Stop. This is an eleven out of ten. Bro. Flawless. Oh man. Incredible. It it deserves it. No Honestly, notes. It top deserves to it. bottom. Unbelievable episode of television. Like for the true Clone Wars sickos, <laughs> we won. It was everything you could have asked for and more. Like the the most you could have asked for aside from what we got was like Ewan McGregor in his Obi-Wan Clone Wars armor as well. Like that is the only thing for me that could have sent this to the another galaxy, if you will. So I think that that's incredible. I think that's completely justified. It's an 11 out of 10 for me. Just blew me away. Uh, which 11 plus 9.8 divided by two is 10.4 this episode <laughs> broke the scale overall oh man it broke the scale dave filoni well done sir job yes. well done bravo 10.4 out of 10 for ahsoka episode five shadow warrior we have three episodes left next week is jennifer getzinger who we all know from the devil wears prada yes Sex in the City. It's going to be a fashion show with Thrawn and Ezra. Ahsoka's going to get her headpiece back. She's gonna Will get she one. get her staff is the real question. I, Dude, it's, again, it's like, you know, them playing with the whole Ahsoka the White thing. Like, sort of switching it up a little bit from how we saw in that Rebels epilogue. Like, I wonder where this is really going to end for her. Like, is she going to get her staff? Is she really going to, you know... Is she going to be the Jedi she was always capable of being um, by the end of this? I, I think she has a good shot, too. And then the penultimate episode is our Gita Patel. Yes. Fast and the Furious. Fast and episode. Furious alum. Come Vin on, Diesel's Vince. coming, baby. Come on, Vin. Get ready. Come on through. All about uh, family. Which, how fitting would it be? Because we, we have gotten to this point in Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. where we have not seen outside of a hologram the face of Ezra Bridger and we have not seen Thrawn whatsoever outside yes. of just being name dropped. Right. How fitting would it be if the Gita Patel episode is the reveal of Thrawn and Ezra? We get the family <laughs> Family. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. You know, never forget your roots. Never forget your family. It'll be great. But that see... just goes to show you the, the pure bliss and unbelievable attentions to detail and storytelling ability of everyone who's worked on this project oh without a doubt because we haven't seen ezra or thrawn yet and it has still been a masterpiece of a show good it's like, it's phenomenal it's unreal Just with that said disney pay your writers pay the writers pay, pay the actors writers. pay like, the actors please uh, that's across the board too all give the fucking them, studios. Give them what they want and more. And deserve. They, yes. So I'm tired of it. I'm tired <laughs> of it. I'm tired of these these actors and writers not getting proper wages. Like, we see what they're capable of with this show. Like, this is this is peak, you know? This is one of the strongest 
Star Wars shows since season one, season two of The Mandalorian. And if you pay them, if you just give them what they want, treat them like people instead of, you know, expendable parts to a machine, then they will continue to give you just S-tier level art like they have given us with this show. To put in perspective of why you need to pay your writers and your actors, uh, Aaron Paul uh, flat out put on his like Instagram story that like somebody asked him while he was uh, striking outside the studios. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a penny from Breaking Bad being oh, on yeah. Netflix. A oh, yeah. penny. He gets nothing. It is one of the biggest, most watched shows on that platform. And it's been on there for years. It's like nothing. No. Inexcusable. So, pay and the writers, got, pay the actors. Yes. Just. Just do it. Just do it. Knock it off. Pull a Shia LaBeouf. Just do it. <laughs> um, here's your Ahsoka. Just absolute debauchery from the boys. Just uh, uh, we've been waiting. It's all it's all built up. We we let it out. <laughs> let us know in the comment section how you're feeling uh, yeah. about Ahsoka so far. We got three episodes left. Mm-hmm. And We're the crazy, gonna. The crazy part is Ahsoka's gonna happen, and then it's gonna lead right into Loki season two. Everybody, the nerds are eating. Yes, it is this fall. Late summer, fall, it is a good time to be an absolute nerd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let us know in the YouTube comments section your thoughts, especially on part five, part four as well, mm-hmm. uh, part three, like everything going on in Ahsoka. Yeah. Make sure you're following us on the socials at Streamer SZN on Twitter, Instagram, threads, TikTok is Streamer SZN Pod. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash underground sports PHI. Follow Joe on the tweet machine at J underscore Andrus. That's with two S's, 29. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five star rating and review. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show every single week shorts, clips, live streams. And if we get to a thousand subscribers, I'm watching Game of Thrones, you sickos. Make it happen. happen. Make it happen. Just subscribe. We need to get 600 subscribers before the end of the month. You have about. Eight, no, 17 days as we mm-hmm. record this. Um, we need 51 more of you to subscribe at the very least. Uh, so go Do subscribe, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia, and get your merch at phiapparel.co. Use code underground for 10% off any and all merch orders. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Joe, I'm KB. We're going to go explore different galaxies uh, that may be near, far, wherever you are. Uh, but until then, we're getting the heck up out of here, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.